0: Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development and today, today, today is Monday and the Cubs have designated for assignment Andrew Romine. Not a huge surprise. They've designated Andrew Romine for assignment, bringing back David Bodie to the roster. Again, not a huge surprise. Um I did. That, the biggest surprise to me was I didn't know that David Bodie was ready to go yet, but David Bodie is good to go yet, so Andrew Romine has been designated for assignment, which means the Cubs have thirty nine players on their forty man roster, and something that probably doesn't get talked about enough in baseball and major league baseball and all that kind of stuff is how useless it is, how useless it is to have a vacant spot on your 40-man roster for any extended sort of time at the major league level. During the offseason, it makes perfect sense to be down to 34, 35, 36. And then once the regular season starts getting close, you get up to 38, 39, 39. Because you, ha- with the open spot in the off season, it becomes easy to claim someone on waivers in a panic situation from another team. Another team gets into a situation where they have to create a forty-man roster spot. They try to sneak a certain player through the waiver wire so that they can get him back, um, so, so that they can keep him. Though not on the 40-man roster, if you have an open spot on your roster, if you only have 38 or 39 players on your roster when someone is doing that, it's very easy to take advantage of that situation. You don't have to do a situation where we're going to have to non-tender someone if we add someone. During the offseason, it makes very good sense to have 37, 38, 39 players on the 40-man roster. In the season, there's really not much of a benefit. There really isn't that much of a benefit. So the Cubs currently have 39 players on their 40-man roster. Is there anything that would be somewhat logical that they ought to consider doing To rectify that, I've been looking at players getting DFA'd recently. I haven't been as studious at it it as I have been in some instances. But yeah, I've been paying a little bit of attention. And one name that intrigues me a bit of the players that are going to be being run through waivers. And I wanted to get this done now because... The news could be breaking in half an hour or 45 minutes. I don't know. Uh, Taylor Williams. Taylor Williams is a reliever. You may know him from his time with the Brewers. He was a fairly good reliever uh, with Milwaukee. And this year he was with, oh, Any sakes. Who was it the Taylor Williams was with? San Diego, uh, whichever team he was with. But he was in one of those situations where a team had to activate someone. And to activate someone, they had to let someone go. And Taylor Williams lost out. Taylor Williams' ERA is below two this year. Now, I haven't seen in-depth analyses of his, you know, pitch lab data or anything like that. But to me, reliever, ERA below two. Available for $50,000 and no talent. Yeah, I got to lean toward that. Now, he would probably be um, arbitration eligible this offseason. So, I don't know. You know, He might get a million five, two million. I don't know what he'd get. But um, there's a possibility he would have a... He, he won't have a complete... Um, league minimum contract, but Taylor Williams looks like a reasonable option, and if claiming Taylor Williams <coughs> off of waivers upgrades the 2022 bullpen, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. That's one option, claiming a player off of waivers. Taylor Williams would make sense. Other players might make sense. There might be other players in the next couple of days that are getting uh, designated for assignment and run through waivers, adding a player on waivers to take a look. It shrinks the opportunity for other players. It makes the decision-making process of the 40-man roster in the offseason more difficult. But let's say the Cubs decide, let's take a chance on Taylor Williams. They bring in Taylor Williams. For one reason or another, he's just—he's just not the thing. He's just not the thing. He, you know, too wild, too, too, whatever it is. Well, then you're non-tender. You're non-tender. It's—it's not a um, horrible mistake to claim a player on waivers, and eh, it didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, I, I i would certainly consider claiming Taylor Williams off of waivers. So if the Cubs are not going to claim Taylor Williams off of waivers. Who else makes sense as far as a call-up? One name on my list of potential players. Let's see, do I have one? Darius Correa is in South Bend. And I'm contemplating him for the 40-man roster in the offseason. He's in South Bend. He's not going to come up to Chicago right now. You, you just, that's not how it happens. Now you have to be in Iowa to get called up to Chicago. Nelson Velazquez, he's in Tennessee. He's not going to get called up. Three potential names that I see that might be worth calling up, might be worth calling up, Brendan Little, Ethan Roberts, and Jared Young. If you're not going to claim someone on waivers you might as well consider calling up one of those three names. However, those three names, all three of them, there could be a circumstance where you wouldn't want to add them to the 40-man roster this offseason. And, there, and if you don't want to add them to the 40-man roster in the offseason, you certainly don't want to add them to the 40-man roster in season. It's a coin flip on Brendan Little, Ethan Roberts, and Jared Young. It's an absolute coin flip. And if the Cubs are planning on calling up any of the three, irrespective of what happens the next, what, four weeks in the minor leagues? Then you might as well call them up now, if you're not going to claim someone. See how there's like a whole bunch of combinations and permutations and all that kind of stuff? I still think that calling up Taylor Williams makes sense. Um, the claiming Taylor Williams makes sense. If you claim Taylor Williams on waivers, you upgrade the bullpen. And if it turns out Taylor Williams doesn't work, then you let him go. But getting a player who will make the decisions in the offseason more difficult is perfectly fine. Now, there is one other option if, you're, if the Cubs are not interested in claiming Taylor Williams. They're not interested in calling up Brendan Little, Ethan Roberts, or Jared Young. There is one more intriguing prospect, and it kind of ties to something else. Kind of ties to something else. Remember how Keegan Thompson... Is now on the disabled, the injured list. I mean, Keegan Thompson's on the injured list. Who's the starter? Who's the next starter? Who is the next in line? You have Kyle Hendricks, you have uh Zach Davies, you have um Justin Steele, you have Alec Mills. Who's the fifth starter? Who is the fifth starter? Yeah, that's what I thought. You, you. You don't really want to have a bullpen day every fifth day and completely blow everything out of whack. So the possibility of calling up someone from Iowa is possible. Calling up someone from Iowa is possible. And two options. There there are two options. I guess you could start Adrian Sampson if you wanted. But there are two options in Iowa And it's basically two sides of a coin. It's two sides of a coin. One of the options is Corey Abbott. Corey Abbott has not had a good 2021. He had a decent stretch for a while, but he's had a number of clunker outings. And his 40-man roster spot for the offseason is basically hanging on a knife's edge. He could keep his 40-man roster spot. Honestly, he's one of the types that I think what might make sense for Corey Abbott is there's a day, there's a day, what is it, December 2nd, December 1st, something like that, where teams can come to an agreement with players as long as it's mutually acceptable. It has to be mutually acceptable. It can't be a case of you do this or we're going we're gonna to blow your car up. You do this or we're going to you know beat up your Sister or whatever. No, it, it's not that. It, it if it's mutually acceptable, then it happens. Corey Abbott might be released from the forty-man roster with the understanding that he's going to sign a contract. And actually, actually, you do it uh, kind of the different order. Um, here's a contract. Here's a contract. You are agreeing to sign with the Cubs for 2022, possibly at an increased rate over what he would be probably getting if he were signing a minor league contract with someone else. I'm going to run through that again because it might be a bit confusing. Let's say Corey Abbott, um, his probable minor league... um, if you were to sign a minor league contract with another organization, it's standard that Abbott would get $25,000. 25000 you know, if he would go all 30 teams, hey, looking for a minor league deal, 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 the average would be $25,000. You know, he'd probably get $25,000 from somebody. What the Cubs could do is say, we are probably going to release you from the 40-man roster anyway. If you sign this contract to stick around for $35,000 or $40,000, something notably above the $25,000 that he would probably otherwise sign for. If you sign this contract, don't have to. You you can say, screw it, I'm not going to do that. But if you would sign this contract, you would get a raise over what you would probably get otherwise. But you wouldn't be on the 40-man roster anymore. And if you're not added to the 40-man roster over the entire season, you'll become a free agent. With that in mind, with that in mind, with that in mind, the Cubs could, if they're probably going to do that with Corey Abbott anyway, which seems to make a lot of sense, they could call up Matt Swarmer from Triple A. Matt Swarmer has been fantastic in his last 10 starts. Does that mean he would necessarily be fantastic at the major league level? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But if Matt Swarmer is given, what would be? Five or six starts? something like that. Five or six starts? Down the stretch in the major leagues? The Cubs would have a decent idea on whether... Matt Swarmer should retain his 40-man roster spot if he were given one. So the Cubs have a 40-man roster vacancy as of 1.30 on Monday, the, was it, the 5th, the 6th, because Andrew Romine has been designated for assignment. My preferences, not in order, not in order, Taylor Williams on waivers, someone else on waivers, Jared Young, Ethan Roberts, Brendan Little added to the 40-man roster, or potentially, maybe, perhaps, Matt Swarmer added to the 40-man roster. I don't like having 40-man roster spots open during the season. I don't like having 40-man roster spots open during the season. After all, you can claim someone on waivers. Claim someone on waivers that about nobody in Chicago has ever heard of. I have absolutely no idea who this Frank Swindell guy is. You let him play. You let him play, you see what he does. You let him play, you see what he does. I'm very much in favor of that mindset. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great rest of your Monday. Enjoy the Cubs-Reds game, which has just started, and had I not been a little bit slow on the uptick, or is it uptake, Um, I probably would have done this podcast before the game started, but I didn't. Have a great Monday.